0: That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
2: Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast.
1: (laughs) Um, My nephew needs me to record. See, I I already hate it. I hate
3: it. All right, hello, and welcome back to another episode of NFL Super Friends, where I'm still the aforementioned Chase Thomas coming to you live from Knoxville, Tennessee, everything school HQ. Also here, as he is each and every week and two weeks removed from his San Francisco 49ers coming up just short, but hey, Super Bowl favorites in 2025, and we'll get into the Niners and where they're at um, this offseason going into next year, but it's 49ers Hub's own Evan Swords. Evan, good evening, sir. How are you? I'm dead inside good to hear it uh we'll get into that and why that might be the case but we're gonna try and fix that on this very show because i think we can and i think there's a lot of reason for optimism in 49 Ireland, even if evan doesn't feel as though that is the case at the moment also here up there in well i guess down there excuse me down there in orlando florida jp That's acosta right. of sbnation.com jp good evening sir how are you
4: i'm doing great doing great two weeks removed from vegas I am very tired, but it was fun.
3: Very tired. What was your favorite part of Vegas?
4: Um, I got to talk to Miles Garrett about anime, which was probably the coolest moment. I also got to talk to Jamal Williams about anime, which was very That's cool. It.
3: There you go. I, I knew Jamal Williams because he did the Naruto thing and uh, his pre like, wasn't that for Monday Night Football or something? Two years ago, Sunday uh, Night Football. Yeah, that's what that was it. Um I love it. And also it seems like a big locker room guy. You got Jameis out here like we're getting him a touchdown even if it's running up the score. Um also here of USA today, the pump fake behind the steel curtain. Jarrett Bailey, Jarrett. good evening, sir. How are you?
1: I I'm doing well. Doing well. A little bit dead inside too, like Evan, but mm. uh just gearing up for for Indy next week. I'm driving to the combine actually, so that's going to be a time. I'm, I'm excited about that, but yeah, looking forward to next week. It's gonna be busy. It's gonna be fun.
3: There you go. JP, are you going to the combine next week too?
4: No. Okay. Too quick of a turnaround for me.
3: Have y'all met in person, JP and Jerry? Have y'all met in yeah. person?
4: Yeah. Okay. We were in Mobile last year.
3: Okay. Evan, have be you st- met we staggering
1: in met. person is JP Acosta, just a tall human being, much taller than I.
3: Oh yeah. okay. JP, how tall no. are you? I'm six two. Okay. Which
5: is really, really tough for me because you're stronger than me and taller. <laughs> and I don't appreciate it.
3: I don't know, Evan, you're out here doing like 9,000 pounds and uh just complete your PR and every day I see on Instagram. You're, you're literally there, nothing compared to
5: what JP puts up. Just, just I haven't seen JP. Just, JP, you
3: gotta we need the just, rival Instagram stories to daily compare. Would just, that would be cool. Like y'all have these rivals it would, just, like, it would you
5: literally at? just be JP coming in, benching two fifty real quick and walking off. It's <laughs> like
4: <laughs> that I've actually never. was what I I did one uh one day over the summer. I was uh I was trying to max out on bench press to see how far I had gotten. And I think the highest I got was 310. Oh, fuck you. And, then I, was, and then I was like, all right,
5: I'm done. Just to give you a frame of reference, Chase, I tried, I benched 225 once mm-hmm. and hurt my shoulder. Doing, I completed it, but ended up hurting my shoulder and wasn't able to bench like that for a long time. And I've now just gotten back two years later.
1: I think the most I've oh. ever put up was like 165 when I was like a junior in high school. That's very respectable. Yeah. So now, the, man,
3: I'm, I'm lifting some kind of weight. Instagram now. numbers don't matter, but I, I can I can move some weight. Many are Instagram
1: can... stories are would be so different. Just be Evan and JP putting up weight, and then me posting me betting on Ross Chastain to win the Daytona 500, only for him to get spun out on the back straightaway on the last lap when he's about to take the lead i was doing leaps for joy and then gets spun out does not win the daytona 500 i wish i was there that's one me personally that I, I would love me to personally to.
4: i would i just wouldn't spin out yeah, yeah. i you know you honestly you take that wouldn't you i just wouldn't i do believe
1: it. somebody from behind him clipped him i can't remember who it was i'm not a big nascar like buff but o to b at the daytona 500 wearing my dale jarrett shirt Asking a cute blonde girl in cowgirl boots if she wants to shotgun a bush light with me—that is
3: the dream. You know, what? I hope you get that one day, brother.
1: I do too. I do too. I mean,
3: it, it might happen. It might happen. Uh, reach for the stars, Jared Bailey. Um, now that it's been two weeks seven since we uh last recorded, and it was—I mean, hey, the Super Bowl happened. LVIII. You've had two weeks to think about it. Where are you at two weeks removed from the Super Bowl loss to the Kansas City Chiefs, sir?
5: I mean, you guys talked to me before the Super Bowl, right? Did I I not sound in that moment every single time like I was screaming internally, Patrick Mahomes is going to fucking do something and win this game. Mm -hmm. Like everything I said, like, they have the better team. (laughs) But I don't know. Kind of you know, like it was what it was inevitable. I mean, it was literally a continuation. have you ever here's the most random metaphor I can make. Have you ever heard the metaphor the 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 saying that every Jason Statham movie is just it's not the beekeeper or uh cranked or anything, it's just Jason Statham one, Jason yeah. Statham two. Mm. Yeah, shout <laughs> out to my friend Ian Carmel, who is a stand-up who used to do that in his routine. Um to me, this was not Super Bowl X, whatever, whatever, whatever. This was just San Francisco 49ers lost number seven or number eight or whatever it's been in the last, you know, however many years. It's the exact same thing every single time. They go into the season and they finish the season. It's like, oh, this is the best roster in the NFL, right? Brock Purdy all year long. Brock Purdy, new record playing out of his mind, number one ranking, QBR efficiency, number one ranking in this, air yards, everything. Oh, everybody's healthy. The entire team's healthy. No injuries. We're ready to go. And it just didn't matter. It's Patrick Mahomes. So, I mean, there's more to dive into. There's more to talk about. You could talk, uh, you know, about how Debo was straight strapped up all game long, couldn't separate for the life of him. You could talk about how Spagnola literally basically said as much and was like, I was never worried about Debo, basically is what I took from it. And that he was more worried. You could look at how uh George Kittle, 80% of the game had two targets. I've been yelling about George Kittle not getting the ball enough on this podcast. I think I think as long as the podcast has been a thing, maybe. Um, and you know, he had he ended up with like three targets or something like that in the Super Bowl. They just don't. Want to get the ball to him? Uh, you could talk about how Brandon Ayuk was literally open the entire game and had three tar- three catches. What's to say? Patrick Mahomes did it again. He did it again. Uh, he won another Super Bowl. He's like the. I mean, like, let's just put the. The only way I can make sense of it is to say what Patrick Mahomes is. We watched Tom Brady get seven Super Bowl rings, and I was like. That will never be beaten again. That is the greatest achievement. I, to this day, I don't think that will ever be beaten. But we all saw Tom Brady get seven Super Bowls, and we were like, Tom Brady is the greatest football player of all time? Undisputed. Patrick Mahomes has been in the league now for what, six years? Five years? Six years. Six years? And, like, we didn't even get to have, like, two years of that. Like we didn't even get to have a little time period of being like Tom Brady is the goat, where now it's just immediately like, oh my god, look what Patrick Mahomes has done already. He's going to end up the greatest of all time.
3: And Maybe. I mean, brother, I don't think so. You could, You, brother, could already, you, could you should bet against everybody passing could, Brady. What Brady argue will, argue. did will never happen again. I no, just, no, no,
4: but,
5: I, but I, I already said I don't think he's going to win seven Super Bowls. Yeah but I do think he's going to be the greatest over. there's no way that Patrick Mahomes I mean, doesn't win at least one more Super Bowl I got I, I think the, I think the he's Brady stuff
3: though is like Brady's obviously no. had the best offenses he's had the best team he won in different ways he evolved as a quarterback over 20 years he and, won in every kind of way he won in every kind of and situation is
5: just more he's just I
3: mean, I think Mahomes' peak is obviously better than Brady, like the best version of Mahomes, but I just I don't think there's a path. Like I think people have gone way too overboard with the Brady stuff. I
4: I I will push back on the fact that Tom Brady evolved over his career and Patrick Mahomes didn't. Patrick Mahomes has evolved from the quarterback in 2020 to the quarterback that he is now. They flipped that shit in like a year, a year and a half. They traded Tyreek Hill and then immediately won two straight Super Bowls. That doesn't happen. I'm already making the argument that he is the greatest quarterback I've ever seen play the game. That Mm -hmm.
1: is,
5: I mean, it's the same thing of like, it's, it's not even the same thing, but it's of the same mind of like LeBron and Michael where it's like, you're looking at LeBron and you're like, what he's doing physically is never been done before. And I think that's kind of where we're at right now where it's like, no, we've got many years ahead of us, but it's impossible to look at the body of work already and not go, Oh, my God.
4: Yeah. And statistically, and I, through their first seven seasons, Patrick Mahomes is already at or past Brady in a lot of statistical categories. Mm-hmm. It's not like this isn't like unfathomable that he can or is not the greatest quarterback of all time. The only thing Brady really has right now is the longevity. And you never know Absolutely. with Patrick Mahomes. And we'll see. But I actually think the Jordan comparison is interesting and not because of like, oh, six rings, yada, yada, yada. Michael Jordan made every other player from that era a side character in the Michael Michael Jordan story. Mm. You think about Charles Barkley, one of the greatest players of all time, zero rings. You think of guys like John Stockton, no rings. Clyde Drexler was one of the greatest NBA players of all time and was relegated to second best shooting guard in that era behind Michael Jordan. Dominique Wilkins, like even Shaq, like, Shaq had to go through those lumps because Jordan was there. You think about all the great quarterbacks that we're seeing right now that are ultimately footnotes in the Patrick Mahomes like story. They are, they are becoming the, look, who has Patrick Mahomes beaten? He's beaten all these guys. So they, that's the comparison with Mahomes and Jordan. It's the fact that they've made all these great players around them in their era. They've turned them into footnotes.
1: And JP touched on um, how quick they flipped their offensive style after they traded. I, I wrote about it for USA Today this past week, where they went from being, you know, this bombs away, kill you with just a shotgun blast to your dome to death by a thousand cuts, where Mahomes was, you know, there was a little bit of an issue with it in 2021, where their defense wasn't good enough yet. And Mahomes still felt like he had to play hero ball. And it kind of fell apart a little bit, um, but even so, they turned it around quickly, and Mahomes became more of an efficient passer. He took the layups, he took it. Okay, we'll take the seven yard gains at a time rather than needing you know a thirty yard pass every play. Um, so just his transition from being he obviously still has the ability to you know nuke you over the top, but understanding that okay we can be efficient and march down the field rather than you know the opposite thirty yard line being our red zone. You know, I appreciate that so much because it takes a special talent to be able to just flip that that style of thinking, your way of playing, your way of attacking, and they did it really quickly. And I think it was a uh, it was either Brett Veach or the uh, owner uh, at the parade who said, uh, "This is what a down year looks like for the Kansas City Chiefs." And yeah, we we thought that last year was going to be kind of a little bit of a you know rebuilding year. They won a Super Bowl. By like week nine this year, we're like okay, this was actually the the down year where you know they'll they'll be an early out and they win it again. So I don't know, man. You know, in terms of the the Brady stuff, like we we saw Brady win with you know Chris Hogan and Danny Amendola as his top receivers. Uh, we're seeing we just watched Mahomes win with Rasheed Rice and then what Richie James and Kadarius Tony, who was a healthy scratch for for the super bowl sky Moore was also there like it's impressive man it's really really impressive
3: i mean it's definitely one two right like that's where we're at like no matter what one two i just think people who are crowning it's like it it, part of it's just younger i think it's a younger generation too where you haven't watched you don't remember like the 18 and 0 patriots like you were like a lot of folks who were talking about them and like y'all were like 10 like (laughs) the scary thing is like
4: 18 and 1
3: I mean, 18 and one—it's fine, but like we were there. That team was like Brady was, I mean, people like, I think remember Brady now, like the younger generation remembers Brady as like the nickel and diming, like the five yard stuff over the middle is the West Welker, Amendola, like the grand, the, the two tight end personnel, like the
1: seven year was bombs away.
3: Yeah. I don't think people realize that Brady had a crazy deep ball and Brady used to be able to throw it wherever he wanted, all over the place, and just evolved. And then like to win a title at your 40s, the way Brady did, where I mean you saw the drop off right after he leaves. Um I don't know. I think that's a big part of it too. And we'll see how but, Patrick Mahomes ages. But like I don't know. I think it's on. okay to just be like Mahomes is two right now. He's on. on his way if he keeps this up, but like he's not better than Brady. My like goal, it's just not, it's not has, a thing
5: hold on listen first off the point of this was not to talk about is brady or mahomes matter yeah. that literally prefaced the beginning of what i was talking about uh, not about that it's about looking at where, where mahomes is already at in this short amount of time he has a yeah. long career ahead of him we don't need to get into that but that's that's the point like as a 49ers fan you're sitting there whether it's tom brady or it's Patrick Mahomes or it's uh, Joe Montana, whatever it may be, you're watching your team that's supposed to have the best team, right? And you're going, this should have been me. And, yeah. and, and so I don't know, you know, there's a lot of fans that were pissed off. I do think this is insane. I, I want to say this just because it needs to be said because a lot of crazy people say it and it gets taken like whatever. The Kansas City Chiefs had the most holds in the NFL this year and went into the Super Bowl didn't get hold, called for a hold the entire game yeah. whatever they also have never gotten called for a hold in any of the Super Bowls that they've had except for like I think one
3: mm.
5: like that's a frustrating stat period but like when you're on the end of two Super Bowls against them where you have Nick Bosa and he's getting held all game long and it never got called that's really hard to like. To,
4: to be fair. The There's refs, no
5: being fair there.
4: The, <laughs> the refs didn't call anything that entire game. They let them play up until like what, like the last four minutes of the game? There were there weren't a lot of penalties overall. But there were there a was, lot of
5: holds, JP.
4: I, there weren't a lot of holds.
5: Uh, I've got a I've got a jump. I've got a cut. I got a I got a little highlight tape.
4: If you want to see it? If it's of, the one oh, where the, every 49ers okay. I I I understand where this is going and we can we can get talk about brass tacks over what's holding and what's not it <laughs> no but hey I listen I know
5: I've I've gone through this before I'm well versed now on what is a hold, what isn't a hold. You see the Schwartz tweets talking about how this is this is fair game, et cetera, et cetera. You talk about the bad spin moves and how a bad spin move becomes fair game, yada yada yada. I get that. I'm not trying to use it as an excuse. And I don't want to be a 49ers fan saying, yeah, because the 49ers just couldn't, they couldn't win. They couldn't do it. They they made more mistakes across the board. That was a mistake ridden game. And uh, yeah, I want to kill myself. Can I say that but, on a podcast?
3: No, Evan, it's oh, Evan. Like you're okay. You've made it twice. In this era, Kyle Shanahan, I mean, maybe the best endearment he, for he, um, Kyle Shanahan at this point in his coaching career is that, like, he's in his mid-40s and he's in his Philadelphia Andy Reid era. You know,
5: I don't oh, want to yeah. be the Eagles. You know what
4: happened? You know what happened with Kyle, with, with Andy Reid and the Eagles? He left. He got fired.
5: Yeah. And then he um, went and
4: got Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. So who is going to be Kyle Shanahan's Patrick Mahomes? Is going to be one of the Mannings? I can say on, this. I can say Manning. this.
5: Look at me in my eyes. Jed York will not file fire Kyle Shanahan. J- and Kyle you Shanahan, shouldn't. like we're not even close to being in that in this scenario. Yeah, but I'm saying, like to your Andy Reid point, that yeah. will never happen. Kyle Shanahan's either going to win a Super Bowl with the 49ers, or to quote 50 Cent, die trying.
3: But don't you feel better when you see that the Niners open as the betting favorite to win the Super Bowl next year? Chase,
5: thanks. I will <laughs> slap you through this camera. What A do fake. you mean? What is what is being favored? Do you know how many 49ers Super Bowls they played in that they were favored and lost? The one two
1: weeks ago they were favored. Guess mm. what?
5: The one against the Chiefs before that in 2019 they were favored. No, it doesn't. All it shows is that it doesn't matter how good. Dog, they had the best offense in the NFL and they went and got Christian McCaffrey. They had the best defense in the NFL and got Javon Hargrave and Chase Young. Like they did so many things to like make it work they signed randy gregory which i never thought they would sign a person like that they signed clell and farrell which was a i whatever and it ended up working out like they signed clell farrell and that was a good signing can you imagine that like he was considered a bust with the raiders everything went well he didn't run the it, 40
3: right wasn't that the whole thing with him? He didn't run. <laughs> we're,
5: not, we're not going into the Colin Farrell draft profile. My point yeah. is everything happened right for the 49ers. Literally, we, from 2019 till last year, all we ever heard from people is Jimmy G. They would have won, the, won the Super Bowl if it wasn't for Jimmy G. How many times did you hear that from respected people? Mina Climes is one of the smartest people I've ever seen in my entire life when it comes to football. And she was like, Jimmy G is so bad, they can't win with him. They just got the best quarterback play they have ever seen from the 49ers since Steve Young, and it wasn't enough.
1: But to your point, though, it's
3: Patrick Mahomes, right, Jarrett? Like, it's like... I mean, again, dude, that
1: you think that Charles Barkley was saying, oh, darn, it's Michael Jordan. You think Karl Malone and John and Marino? Were saying, Oh darn, it's it, it's Michael Jordan. No, do
3: I think privately they were saying that? Yes.
5: No, I they think that they privately they're doing exactly what Larry Bird did to, to Michael Jordan. You bitch, fuck you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I think so, too. And, yeah. and plus, let me let me point this out, too. In terms of the 49ers, you know, we talk about, OK, you know, they have Kyle Shanahan. This window's open. They don't have too many free agents to worry about this coming spring next year, though. Eric Armstead, various Ward, Dre Greenlaw, Brandon I, you, uh Tawana Funga, Diamador, Lenore. like You can't pay all of them, and you're mm, going to have to find somebody to replace them. No, absolutely. Yes,
5: you can't. You First off, let's not talk so, about – we don't need to talk about that. The 49ers know how to reload better than any team yeah. in the NFL currently. I'm not worried about that. Like, is, their, fullback, but, their fullback is not going to go – like, you, you guys think for one second that Kyle Juszczyk after the, the time he's had in San Francisco won't take a fucking pay cut?
4: I do yeah, think, a
1: fullback you know, isn't I, making or breaking think, if they win a ring, though.
4: He has a lot of money. I think it'll Sorry, get JP. interesting when they eventually have to pay Brock Purdy, which is going to come mm. up. I think either two more years. I think yeah, it's like next off season. Yeah, two uh, more. we'll see. Because he wasn't undrafted, they would have had to pay him this off season if he was undrafted. But he, since huh. he wasn't. It's next off season. Uh, whatever that, whatever happens there. Then, like, oh, now the clock really starts because you have to get to pay a quarterback. And depending on whether he's good or not next year, we'll see. Um, I do think they're going to end up restructuring a lot of those deals to keep those mm-hmm. guys. Rango's probably going to get restructured or extended. IUK is probably going to get extended. Armstead will probably do, like, a restructure or something. Did you guys
5: see what Sauce Gardner said about Iyuk? He's... Mm-hmm. He said, uh, he quote tweeted Ocho, uh, Emmanuel Acho talking about Ayuk and said, Ayuk is the one wide receiver I see who gets open on the majority of the game but doesn't get thrown the ball, and mm-hmm. he can win in contested situations. So even if he's not wide open, he should get the opportunity to make a play on the ball instead of throwing it away. And is, mm-hmm. that's also George Kittle, and they don't throw to either of them.
4: Brandon I Ayuk know. is the Niners' best receiver. But yeah. Do you know see, what I'll Kyle Shanahan Jeffrey- –
5: do you know what Kyle Shanahan? No, he's better than Alshon Jeffrey. He's absolutely better than he Jeffrey. is 100 percent better than Alshon Jeffrey. Don't don't start yeah. with me. And also, Alshon Jeffrey's like, like career went like this and then down. Ayukes is just continuing to go up. Um, but no, Kyle Shanahan cares more about getting the most dynamic offensive weapons in the NFL to take defenders away so that he can throw to juan jennings
1: oh arthur smith sees you and calls very very quickly sir
5: well yeah. i mean kyle that's actually your problem get, now Jared. Kyle actually that's, a, that's not, not
3: my problem anymore <laughs>
5: kyle yours. actually gets the ball to the people mm. um but like, like it does seem like that like it's like kyle's like i will use these as distractions yeah. no one will un- <laughs> i can't expensive even remember decoys yeah it's so stupid anyway oh, hey, so i
1: i know somebody who would love to throw to uh to brandon Ayuk. Hmm. Uh, I thought he, dog.
5: Love them. That's not, it's not he, he already happen. has Stefan Diggs and they couldn't get Stephon it Stephon
1: Diggs is 31. And very how
5: old was he when he first 20? got there, when he was in his prime, like 27? 27
1: 26. in his
5: prime, literally in his prime coming off of one of the most iconic playoff wins in the history of the sport.
1: Hmm. That's a long time ago, man.
5: Yeah, dude. Well, Josh, the final man.
3: thing on the Niners that I want to ask about too. So it looks like Brandon Staley uh is the, no, seems like he's God. gonna be the DC. That's what it looks like. There's no good what answer. do we make of the Steve Wilkes firing? Was it justified <laughs> for the bald knowers? Because so, I, but- I I don't understand this. I have such a weird relationship, especially the college guys. I wonder if the college NFL guys have this same relationship where Wilkes was really bad. Like I watched Tennessee run for 500 yards in Columbia on that defensive line. And like Wilkes got fired. This was like three years ago. I watched it happen. Like Tennessee got him fired in Columbia with the hypo offense. Uh, and then you see like the best of Steve Wilkes in Carolina. And you, I, I don't really, I don't really understand it. So for someone who knows ball significantly more than me, w- explain the Steve Wilkes firing and well, whether on. or not before it's justified. You, like, before, I'm
5: before you go into the smart shit, which needs to be what we end that conversation on, let me just say Kyle had context, right? Let's give context to the situation. Kyle had two people running the defense that he wanted to have run the last two years with D'Amico and, or, and you know, Salah. and then Salah. So mm. Wilkes comes in and is basically told, run this defense to mm. the best of your abilities. He didn't get a fair shot. Sure, whatever. It wasn't a pen, fin- but like 49ers fans knew within the first eight weeks that this wasn't going to work. And I think mm. that it, they made it work on sheer talent on the de- defense alone. Having Fred Warner is one of the best erasers, and then you have another Greenlaw, and et cetera. And but JP can go into that. But like we knew long, long before the Super Bowl that Steve Wilkes was not the right person for the job.
4: So mm. I don't think this is a there is a I don't think there's a black and white answer black or white answer to any of this. I think there is like this very shaded gray of this. And like Evan said, Steve Wilkes was running a defense that was not his. He was, that is not the Steve Wilkes kind of scheme base. Schematically, they were very much different from Robert Sala, D'Amico Ryans. They played a lot of quarters, a lot of quarter, quarter, half with uh, Wilkes, not Wilkes, with Ryans and Robert Sala. A lot of cover three this year, which puts a lot more emphasis on the outside corners who are the weakness of that Niners defense? The whole MO for the 49ers has been attack the outside. That's how you're able to beat them. Um, I also think, like Evan said, the defense looked good statistically and looked good film-wise for most of the season because they're incredibly talented. When you stockpile first round picks and hot and really talented players like the Niners do, you're gonna look good. I also think there were rumors that like Kyle Shanahan uh called the defense or came up with a game plan for the defense in the Super Bowl, which makes a lot of sense because they flipped all their schematic tendencies on their head in the Super Bowl. Would but, you say it worked? Uh it did it for didn't like for offensive touchdown. I mean, yeah, it did. It worked for like 55 minutes. Which is and, so
5: annoying in itself.
4: Again, like going back to the Mahomes thing. Sometimes you're the 97, 98 jazz. Like that's, that's really like, it's tough. Like, I I don't really know what else to say to the 49ers. Like that, that's really tough. Like, I don't know but, what else you could do.
5: But so what does this mean next though? Because now like the, the options as a guy that wasn't excited about Steve Wilkes, I'm
4: certainly not excited about Brandon Staley. Oh, Brandon Staley is not going to be good. I don't think he's going to be good. If you like giving up six yards of carry on the ground then Brandon Staley is your guy. Is there anybody that you think is actually a good, smart option? I mean, the last time they promoted from within, going from Salad to Ryan's. But they had I Ryan's. Like, I feel like this time it should be an internal hire. And if they don't do internal hire, I mean, you could pull from the Jets, go back to that tree if you wanted to. But right. I think – The biggest thing is, it's yes, the Niners defense played their best game against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, and the Chiefs did not score a touchdown until like four minutes left in the third quarter. Right. So, saying he was scapegoated, I understand why you would say that or why people would say that. But if you just look at the entirety of this season, there were ups and downs in the level of play and the schematics and the why behind the 49ers defense and you could really tell that like there was something off They weren't as they weren't as unified right. it looked good because fred warner is the ultimate like band-aid in the middle of a defense mm-hmm. but it just, something was off well, and also
5: too, like the, you know, imagine if he really, if Kyle did come in and say, "All right, enough is enough," we're changing the script for the entire def- the defense for the Super Bowl. Like people are like, he got scapegoated. Like, no, if he already had to do that going into the biggest game of the year, he was already out. Yeah, I, and if he was, did change the script and they did that well for four quarters,
4: what does that did, tell you? You could tell there was a definite rift between Shanahan and Steve Wilkes which is why I just think they should promote from within. Like, mm. get someone who, I mean, look. Who's the Jets DC the, that they took with him? Is it Ulbrick? Ulbrich, but I don't think Ulbrick would leave because I think he's close to getting a head coaching job. Mm. He, was, he was already the head coach at Senior Bowl down in Mobile. He's gotten rave reviews from everybody, and the defensive line play over there is phenomenal. Um, I but, would just get Steve Belichick from UW. Again, I don't think he's hiring from outside the Shanahan mm. ecosystem, which is why I don't think Bill Belichick would work at all. Bill well, not Belichick, Bill. I'm saying Steve. I don't think I don't think Steve would do that because Jed Fish worked with Steve in New yeah. England. They're buddies. Like you're not gonna like leave your uh your boy after uh like two months of being on the job. But True. Bill, Bill is one hundred percent not happening. That's not a that's not a good idea for either of those. I people. love the
3: dream though. And one year of Bill and Kyle is coaching Mercedes. They would not get along. They wouldn't. I don't know. You, it would either be the worst thing or the best thing in, in
4: football they wouldn't get along. They, it would, it would not work. I don't think, mm-hmm. I don't think those two would mesh together very well. They can be great coaches individually, but I think Kyle's going to like want to do something. Hey, here's some suggestions. Bill's going to punch him in the face, but, uh, I just think they need to promote from within. Um,
3: Jarrett flipping gears here a little bit. Should the giants, now that there's some scuttlebutt on this front in terms of what the New York giants are going to do with their interesting offseason, I was listening to, uh, Robert Mays in the athletic football show today. Talk about like, should they get a get out ahead of the, Daniel Jones stuff, cut their losses now. Um, cause they're going to, if you're going to move on next year, um, you might as well just move on now, uh, just get ahead of it uh, in terms of Daniel Jones. But the other part of it is Saquon Barkley, who um, it feels like this question comes up every offseason for the Giants, but productive um, when healthy last couple of years. I think that's just been the nature of the beast with Saquon in New York. But in your estimation, should the Giants and Saquon Barkley's camp work out something uh, for both sides to stay in New York?
1: No, I, I just don't mm. see the value or that for either side like if you're saquon barkley you want to go win you're not doing that in new york right now and if you're the giants like we we had this conversation last year when we had you know the the issue with the running backs and getting paid and whatnot like running backs today can't be the foundation on which a team is built off of they have to be that final piece to an already good team that takes them over the top the 49ers figure that out when Evan already pointed out, when they were already a really good offense, you add Christian McCaffrey into that, oh my goodness, look what they can do. The New York Giants, much like teams before them, same thing with the Las Vegas Raiders, they were a bad team that had holes all over the place and took a running back in the first round when they needed so many other things. And the Giants right now need a lot of other things. Uh, Quarterback, wide receiver being two of the big ones. I, I just don't see the reasoning or any any sort of why to to that partnership uh if say one wants to get paid cool but for a guy that can still be a difference maker
0: and- here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.
2: Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at Burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at Burrow.com slash ACAST.
1: And have the ability to go somewhere where he can win and be a difference maker. I don't see why he would want to go back. And I the giants like you have so many other things and as good as saquon is he's been there since 2018 and they haven't won anything with him like again uh, great running backs should be the final pieces to great teams it they cannot be the foundation of which teams are built off of so I, I don't see a reason to continue that partnership
4: so i i will say this i think the nfl is schematically going to a trend where running the football and Running backs will be like super, like will be important. Um, The Christian McCaffrey comparison, I think kind of works, but also Christian McCaffrey became the engine of that offense. Everything is funneled through Christian McCaffrey. The entire offense is built off of Christian McCaffrey. The pass that Trent McDuffie batted down was supposed to go to Christian McCaffrey. So, um, but to answer the question, Saquon should not go back to the Giants, but the Giants should try everything in their power to bring back Saquon Barkley because they're mm. not getting rid of Daniel Jones right now. They can't. They don't have they don't they have really the wiggle room. They, don't well, have I mean, they the can room eat, eat the it. That's the
3: whole thing year. is you could still draft somebody and move on and eat it this year because if you don't believe you're going to win anything with Daniel Jones this year, you can still get off of it and eat it now.
5: Well, I mean, but, the, the, well, only, the only solution there is to draft and, pl-
4: and start whoever you draft. Or draft and hope. Again, they're making Matt, they're, Matt picking, Flynn. they're picking at six. They're not going to be in the range of quarterback. I don't guess think. I guess they could be. Six? I, Doesn't not mean gonna, the guy
5: will be good, but they took Daniel get, Jones at six. Why can't they take which him? Is
4: why they, which is why they
5: shouldn't do it again. Listen, yeah. who they could, whoever quarterback they take at six will be better than taking Daniel
4: Jones there. I don't know. Um, I think Daniel Jones is a, such a reach. At
5: that there's pick. a cliff.
4: There is a cliff after the Jaden Daniels. I think...
3: Don't you think there's a cliff after May?
4: I think I think there's a small gap. Yeah. But the gap between 2 and 3 is smaller than the gap between 3 and 4. Hmm. Who would you take who who would you take at
5: 6 that you think reasonably would be there for them at 6?
4: Like at quarterback? Yeah. Um I don't think Jaden Daniels falls, and if he does fall past 3, I think the Cardinals' Or even the Chargers at five probably trade out to a quarterback needy team. Um do you really think they trade out though? Well the Char- yes. well, I
5: mean I guess the Chargers, the Chargers might
4: the Chargers can trade out because I think the people that they want will be there at like nine or ten. And
3: they need to replenish the roster. I don't think the Cardinals yeah, I was will I say that's really it. Like Marvin Cardinals, Harrison. I don't think the Cardinals will
4: because like Marvin Harrison is a yeah. glove hand fit for the Cardinals. But I mean, you're looking at J.J. McCarthy, maybe. And I don't think J.J. McCarthy is ready yet. I don't think that's good. I don't think that you're, you're going to end up playing Daniel Jones again for a year because J.J. McCarthy isn't ready to play football at the NFL level. Um, again, I just don't think there's any room to get out of the Daniel Jones contract. And I think if you're going to bring in a quarterback next year, it would really help to have Saquon Barkley – as kind of the engine and focal point of that offense while adding a compliment like a Malik neighbors or Roma Dunze to that offense. Like it, I get why, like, I get it, but I also think like it'd be in the Giants' best interest to re-sign Saquon. Saquon absolutely should not go back. I think Mm -hmm. that, I think, honestly, I I think it's done. I think the fact that the Giants didn't pay Saquon this off season, Second one's was like, okay, cool. I'm just gonna leave. Do you guys think that
5: Daniel Jones even has the opportunity to be a real starter anywhere? No, so
1: no. So no.
5: why not? I do Why do you think the Bears would be crazy to like
1: but to do what? Send, send Justin Fields there? Is send, that what you're... Yeah.
5: Send Justin Fields there. Have them send over Daniel Jones to be the backup to Caleb. I think, I think he's good. Weird
1: things that have happened.
5: He's got the. He's got some legs. He could throw the ball as a backup.
1: I mean, the, the, Mitch Giants being a much, I think that's honestly, I think that that's where Mitch ends up being the backup just cause he'll go back to being with Brian Dable. And, yeah. but in terms of Justin Fields, I mean, I hadn't thought of that, but I mean, there's definitely worse places he could go. Um, they need to get help for him though, because that's been his issue since being in Chicago is he hasn't had any help and they don't have any reliable receivers right now. So if they're able to get somebody at six, then cool. But again, that that is a team that is both roster wise and a lot of trouble, and apparently staff wise and a lot of. I don't know if you guys read the Pat Leonard piece about a month ago about just the internal just mm-hmm. strife between Brian Dable and Week Martin Dale and the entire staff. Like that, that just sounds like a no fun to be there right now. So uh, that that that's a mess of an organization.
3: Yeah, I'm curious how it all unfolds. But you also, if you're the Giants organization. You have to get your ducks in a row. Like y'all need to be certain about which direction you're going. Because look, dabble it's a big, it's a big year for Dave, Brian Dable, and it feels like a make or break year. And you need to have ahead of time like which way you think you're going with Brian Dable. And if you don't think you're leading with Brian Dable after this year, then you don't need to take a quarterback yet. You don't need to do a quarter a coaching change and all that. You might as well just ride it out with Dable, see what he can do with Daniel Jones because he hitched his wagon Daniel Jones too, and just do a clean break for next year and just plan the clean break and all in one fell swoop. I think the giants just have to get together and the brain trust has to be on the same page about how they go about this, whether that's with Saquon with Daniel Jones, with the coaching staff internally. But like, to me, this all screams that the reset comes next year and you might as well just hang on to DJ and, and, saquon to sell tickets and he's a fan favorite it's not like he's gonna cost you pick opportunity anyway and if he wants to come back then you make it happen because so i'm i'm sure he's the number one jersey sale guy I, f- still. I think
1: by like week eight we're talking about brian dable if not being fired getting pretty close to being fired yeah. that's gonna be you know that so don't take a quarterback
3: season. now and ha- have him go through that immediately as a rookie that's that's
4: a that's a good
1: way to think
3: about that i would say. also
4: there's no good quarterback that's gonna be there like it's no.
3: yeah well, we also don't know if they will trade up like there, someone. I don't think it's going to be check. It's just going to be all chalk one through three and there's no trades and they all three take quarterbacks. I would be surprised.
1: I could I, see New England going the route of like being like a throw in the dark teams like Justin Fields. Sure. Why? Yeah. Not? I think that could be that could be exciting.
4: I don't think I they will it. because Gerard Mayo has spoken extensively about drafting the best player available at the most important position. Mm. Like He said that in his opening press conference. That screams, take a quarterback at three. Sure. Like, I think Mac Jones is not good and will also be gone. Um, they they got to take a quarterback at three. You cannot yeah. continue to go into whatever is going to be your next year with a new head coach and a deadweight quarterback or a bad free offensive agent
3: line, though. Not a lot of weapons. It's not a great situation for a rookie quarterback right
4: now. Sure. But that's why this is not a, the Patriots are not a, like, Get good quick team. They're gonna it's gonna take like this year and then the 2025 draft for them to get back offensively unless like they make a splash in free agency.
1: Which I don't see anybody lining up to go to New England. No.
4: I mean they have the second most cap space. They can
1: I mean, yeah, sure. If they they'll probably have to like overpay for some guys in order to convince them to go there rather than you know elsewhere, but I don't know, man. I think um, both of those are, are bad situations right now.
3: Evan, cause you're going to go soon. Um, right. Are are you still hopping out in a second or do you got more time?
5: I, well, I got a, yeah, I got a reasonably soon. Yeah.
3: Okay. Well, I'll throw it to you then just in case, Evan, your Russell Wilson next team prediction. Is it Vegas? Who well, I'm kind of thinking I'm kind of leaning Vegas. as um, the next team for Russell.
5: I, I after they're hiring Rich Gangarola today, like <laughs> I'm talking, the, the, the Raiders might be the worst pick in the draft, or the, okay. the number one pick in the draft. Like they, the things that they have done this offseason scream terrible decisions. Rich Gangarola was one of the worst things to happen to the 49ers in a long time. And then in he Kentucky. went to. And then he went to Kentucky and did absolutely terrible there. To bring him in as a offensive coordinator is insane.
3: Well, he's well, not I, offensive coordinator, is he? I thought Guess he was a quarterback's,
1: quarterbacks coach. I think quarterbacks coach. Yeah. Sorry,
5: sorry. It's just my point is the same position yeah. that he was at, right? Like, mm. to, like he should be like a like an offensive assistant or qual- like something. I don't even know. Like, cause what? Where do you go from here? But like, he needs to like go be on a team like the Chiefs as like an assistant and just try again. But instead he's going to get the position that he did so terribly or the coaching position that he did so terribly in the NFL, again, with a team that doesn't have near the, uh, the the scheme nor the quality or anything. So uh, where does Russell Wilson end up? I don't care because I think (laughs) Russell Wilson is completely washed. And I think whatever team does get him will also be desperate and i mean it, it the broncos were desperate and he came and that was before he was fully washed i think now he's really washed so I, who's going to want him where could he end up that matters is he he's not going to be a backup russell wilson is a sociopath like he's not going to be a backup he does anyone hit, raise your hand if you think russell wilson will willingly be backup it's no. not going to happen. I don't so,
3: think so. Yeah.
5: So does he retire?
3: Does no he start his I...
5: presidential campaign. Cause there's not a lot of good uh, candidates right now.
3: He I should. don't, <sighs> but the scariest thing about Russ, right. Is the QB whisperer, the man who did so well with an aging quarterback in drew Brees, the man who's just the QB guru. One of the QB gurus in the sport cannot get off russell wilson fast enough like there, there's just not That's a bigger awesome. scare
4: than... those are that was a bad fit for russ but it's not mm, even i think about the, the sean payton hire screams russ isn't gonna be here after this pass-off. it's That's not
5: it's not only that the only, russ has always been an annoying little douchebag and the only saving <laughs> grace for russell wilson was that he was very talented with his legs he could make plays and he still had a cannon of an arm that was very accurate. Most of that's gone now, so he's now just an annoying little douchebag. That's not even a bad word.
1: I think, and I hate it, but I think that Pittsburgh is definitely an option. God, and that
5: would make me so sad for you.
1: I mean, I already, I understand what the Steelers are going to do this off and it's not going to make me happy. So I'm just kind of accepting it. I feel but, like it's Tannehill for the. Steelers. Well,
5: you know what? You know what? Honestly, the Steelers doing that. I feel like going from Trubisky. Where we're at now is like you're driving two old Ford Tauruses and it's just sad. And now they're like, this is like, the, like getting <laughs> getting Russell Wilson is like getting the Mazda Miata. It's like you're trying know, to be cool.
3: You're trying to pooped la- up little. It's a little. Car. No, it's, it's a very, it, very little old. Like it, it's um, a
5: it's a it's a, a, a midlife crisis mobile. Okay, you know I got what you. I mean. You're like trying to pretend you're buying something cool, but it's really just a piece of shit.
1: <laughs> no, I think Much that is Pittsburgh. Not and a sponsor. Vegas, I think that Pittsburgh and Vegas are the two like teams that would make the most sense. I don't think that any team makes sense because I don't think Russ is good, and I don't think he's going to bring anything of value. But yeah, I mean that would be a very Steelers move if they can get get him for. But cheap there's not one
4: sense. team that makes sense. Maybe
3: there's Tampa. One,
4: there's one team that makes sense. Who is it? The Atlanta Falcons. No, no, listen,
3: no, listen, listen, no. We're not doing this. Listen, no, JP. Listen,
4: Zach Robinson was in Los Angeles when, um, when Baker Mayfield was there, rejuvenated his career, went to Tampa, Pro Bowler, playoff-winning quarterback. Who's the McVeigh offense is basically like rehab for quarterbacks. <laughs> You run run outside zone, you run play action, you run bootlegs, you don't have to read the whole field. Russ doesn't have to do anything full field read-wise. You just get to roll out and throw it deep. I don't, unless Atlanta just really, really just falls in love with Jaden Daniels and like trades up to three to try and get him, which... I could see, but I also think again there's a lot England of JJ smoke at eight for Atlanta right now. I, I gotta that tell you though, stupid. I I, I
1: that, don't think that I don't think it's gonna be Russ. I think it's gonna be Kirk Cousins in Atlanta.
4: That would also be incredibly funny. I don't think Kirk's I would going like to that. Atlanta. His I wife's Kirk's from going.
1: Atlanta. His, His, His wife's wife is I think you're right off I don't
4: think Kirk's going to Atlanta because I think Kirk is staying in Minnesota.
1: I don't I think, think he stays in Minnesota. I think
4: I think Kirk was on pace to have a career year and a
1: second he was year he was
4: kevin o'connell i think that i think he's going i think he's going back i want him to go yeah. back because i think now here's the thing on, I, I, kirk,
1: I want kirk to be a Steeler because he was on pace for 38 touchdowns and five thousand yards and i want that for myself but i know how the, again i know how the steelers operate and they're not going to get the good quarterback they're going to get the shit quarterback and think that they can win with the shit quarterback because they just won 10 games with the shit quarterback but i i i, I, I digress i think with in terms of the offenses and whatnot, I think that's why Russell Wilson also is probably going to end up in Pittsburgh because again, outside zone stuff with uh, Artie Smith. He came from that LaFleur-ish tree where um, they utilize outside zone. He, uh, reads off bootlegs. It, I'm dreading the fact that they're probably going to do that, or it's going to be Tannehill. Somebody uh, either Tannehill because he has the Artie connection, Russell Wilson because the offense would be easy for him to run. I'm dreading it but I, I do think that Pittsburgh is a real possibility and I'm going to hate it so much. And I, it's going to be awful.
4: I think it's going to be Atlanta. I really do. I, I, I don't think future allows there. it. That would that's the funniest part here. I know. I just don't think he's allowed.
3: Part. I don't think he can handle it. The attention he'll get just from that alone. Like he might get booed uh, like immediately. I, yeah. Future has a way higher approval rating in Atlanta than Russell Wilson.
4: Also I a bad he- Russell Wilson. That could get ugly quick. Yes. which is exactly why the Falcons could probably go into the season thinking, "Hey, the Bucs just won this division at eight and nine, and are probably going to lose Mike Evans." Yeah, the Saints are bad and are probably going to be paying playing Derek Carr again, who is also bad. The, it might be a little bit better though with Clint Kubiak, right? Like they made some good no, offensive I, hires. I don't think I don't think he's good. Um, <laughs> the Panthers are like three years away, maybe five years away. <laughs>
1: Um, r.i.p. Dave Canales
4: this is this is it this is the run this is not the time to draft J.J. McCarthy and wait for well I think to they're going to try it. to
3: do two things I think they're going to draft a quarterback and also take over vet like that might be just me Mac Jones like Mac Jones would not surprise me in Atlanta oh
4: god that's that is awful. the worst bet that's the most that's the worst bet I'd want to learn under as a rookie quarterback yeah i'm that. not gonna what lie. i want is kirk guys, cousins
3: for two years and then take a quarterback
1: and defeat or trade out i think you kirk know cousins is going to be what ultimately happens.
4: D- hold on real quick why let's, let's Minnesota take a moment
5: hold on take a moment do you guys know what you guys have been talking about for the last 20 minutes and you probably don't even realize it we've just we've been literally like piecing out how the next season might be one of the worst nfl seasons that we've had and like Wait, and i think why? it's be great why? what do you mean what do you mean miserable quarterbacking at, at a lot you know, of teams? you know what that Head means? coaches? I don't know. Running I think the bottom half of the – running the ball on real defense is back. bottom <laughs> half of the NFL is going to be very
1: ugly i mean it was it was bad this past year the you know the bottom like Wait, fifteen to seventeen teams this this past NFL season was kind of kind of mid because they had to deal with the top end of the NFC this will still be really great. strong
4: in.
3: It i love this
1: season this season was fine i mean it wasn't awful it's but because, it was that's
4: because great. people hate that's because people hate watching good defense that's really mm. that's really I like watching good defense i'm not talking about you i'm, ta- I'm saying royal we we hate watching good mm. defense no 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 no, no. we don't no, think hold
5: C40. on let's 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 appreciate something for a second this was maybe a very <laughs> mid nfl season but only one team in the entire nfl had two losses or less and other than that, it was like four losses, four.
1: Like, there's a decent amount of parody this year. I
5: don't think that was, there, man, yeah. I think, that was, I think this was a pretty, like, the talent was not too shabby. We remember how many years we had, like, one win, one win, what two wins. Like, I think this was a decent, like, it might be bad.
1: The year. Panthers became the first team in the 17 game era to uh, win less than three games. Yep. Fun. fun. I think
4: it's, this mm-hmm. was a, this was a fun season. This was a good season. And I think schematically it was great seeing the lions kind of run through the NFL while running the football. It's great. It's great football to me.
3: Um, JP speaking of great football to you, I feel like this is uh, just your bread and butter here. Derrick Henry, where would he be the most fun next year? And what does his contract look like? What do you think of the,
4: what is your prediction in
3: terms of what the contract looks like for him?
4: Derrick Henry, in my world, you are a Baltimore Ravens. I think mm. that would take mm. so much, but I think it was kind of rumored during the trade deadline this year. Derrick Henry would go to Baltimore or Philadelphia. I I get why Philadelphia would do it kind of, but I also don't get why Derrick Henry would do it. Mm. Like going to Philly. I just don't I don't think Philly and uh, Derrick Henry schematically fit very well. Philly is very much a gun run team, they are shotgun inside zone. Derrick Henry is more of an under center runner and even at a pistol offense, which the Eagles really don't do. Uh, the Ravens would be a better fit. They don't have anybody healthy at the running back spot. I mean, you're looking at J.K. Dobbins, who tore his Achilles and will also be a free agent. Uh, Keen Mitchell tore his ACL will be fun, but coming off a tour in ACL, we'll see. And then you, you got Gus Edwards and Justice Hill who are fine specialists. Justice Hill is a special teamer a like kickoff guy but had to be forced into playing the number 2 running back spot. I think Baltimore would be the most fun. I think it'd be the best fit. Um outside of that, he could go within the division and go to the Houston Texans. But mm. I don't mm. think I think the Texans might be a weird fit, but I could I kind of actually I kind of see it with Houston. Um, their outside zone, Derrick Henry's really good on outside zone runs. I I think like when you give him that runway to get going, like watch out. But contract-wise, it'll be interesting because of course, he has a lot of tread on the tires. Um we'll see. I'm genuinely curious to see what his market and what his contract looks like this year because I think on one hand, oh, he's nearing or he might be at the wrong side of 30. Yeah. Um, coming off a lot of carries in Tennessee, but with where the NFL is going, with gap scheme runs, finding abilities to move the ball in chunks instead of like the explosive 40 yard play, running the ball is going to be very, very important. And the teams are able to generate efficient, effective running games without a without having like a Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson will be really important and I think Derrick Henry will be very important to any of that. So his market will be genuinely interesting but I really want him to go to Baltimore.
1: Yeah, in terms of his contract I could see it being like a 3 year thing where the third year's a void year. Um just mm. to kind of spread out that that cap as much as they can. Um I don't know, man. Uh What do the Bengals cap situation look like if Joe if they don't bring like, I was going to
4: say I was going
1: to say... I think
3: they're not... Isn't it kind of out this week that Mixon will not Joe be back? With?
4: Joe Mixon's gone. Mm. Yeah. He's ain't he's, he's coming back.
3: I, so that, that would that's be one fun. that i watch
1: for. I think that would be fun.
3: Can they bring him back and franchise
4: T. Higgins? They can tag T. Higgins.
3: That's a... That's a core, man.
4: That is a... <laughs>
1: that is fun T. for Joe Burrow.
4: You sign Derrick Henry, maybe. Uh, You go... You can go. In I would like, get.
1: I would get like a reliable number two behind him, where he, similar to like a well, J. Spears situation. But. Chase Brown.
4: Chase Brown is that reliable? Oh number yeah,
1: Chase Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what yeah. am I talking about? You Sorry, let, Chase Brown. You
4: go and sign Tar or Sheldon Rankins in free agency. You draft a right tackle. Hey, I,
1: I can see it. I don't People know. People are if sleeping the, on the Bengals right now.
4: I don't know if the Bengals are going to pay that much outside of the family.
1: Mike Brown anyone... typically cheap.
5: No one's sleeping on the Bengals. They've just been so up and <laughs> down. It's just like you don't know what to think. Every year you're like, this is the year that they're really good. And then they go to the Super That's Bowl. About the the next
1: year... <laughs> Who the hell said that about the Bengals over the past 20 years? It's been like the, I mean three years. Bengals? No, I'm, or... no, I'm
5: talking about with Joe Burrow. Like Joe Burrow came in and started playing out of his mind, then tears his ACL, and then they go to the Super Bowl. Like it's just this the whole time. What did we all think last year?
4: That was true. That's I mean, they
3: true. also didn't really miss a beat with Jake Browning. Like, that was one of the weird things. Relax, like Jake relax, was relax,
5: relax, okay. relax, so that's, relax. A, that's
4: actually a very interesting thing. Um, Jake Browning in the offense looked effective because he was actually willing to go under center. That's hmm. the biggest question for the Bengals is, will is Joe Burrow willing to work under center? He did it against the Niners in that big win when he came back and when we he was healthy. Talk about that. I'm not. I'm just. <laughs> I'm, that was one sentence. I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> But then he got hurt again and missed the rest of the season. I'm curious to see if Joe Burrow is willing to work under center and make the game easier on himself because that unlocks. Again, it's really hard to run play action and run the ball at a shotgun if you're not Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson type of runner. Yeah. It's really hard to do that with effective offense. So the Bengals are interesting. I don't think they're slept on. I yeah. really don't. They're one of the
1: best Oh, teams I think they the are. Day. I think I think as of right now they are. You know, you look at you know the Good Morning Football crew. You're talking about oh, our top five teams going into twenty twenty four or whatever. But again, none of them, you, how can none you of them talk about the Bengals? Them?
5: How can you talk about them? No one knows what the hell's going on. Joe Mixon's also, about to leave. Like also their secondary got hurt. Was,
4: their secondary was really bad last year. They were really young, but they were mm. really bad. And that's and this is the
3: first time their staff has really been picked apart a little bit since Zach Taylor got there. Like losing, they just,
4: you know, just lost Callahan.
3: I mean, that could be a huge though. Like Callahan might be a huge
4: loss for them. We don't know. They promoted. They they promoted promoted from within. Yeah. Promoted pitcher, and he doesn't. Brian Callahan didn't even call plays. Yeah. He was. He was just M. Joe Burrow's ear, which is what Dan Pitcher was. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe we'll see. see. I'm just saying. Like we have it. Like
3: they've gotten benefit of the doubt with Lou and Arumo not taking a a job. Like him just being that stability for him uh, and for that staff. I also am just curious. I I don't know where y'all are at with this. By the
1: way, I think we're going to see a lot of that, by the way, where Mm. guys are just content with being, you know, I'll be Dick LeBeau or, you know, I'll just be, you know, a really good OC. And I think that, you know, JP was ahead of me on this, you know, for the past few months and whatnot. Um, But I think we're going to see like, hey, we've seen plenty of coordinators throughout time give the head coaching thing a go and it blows up in their face. And then they, you know, not not tuck their tail because, of course, you know, if you get a chance to be a head coach, you're going to take it. But I think, you know, we're going to see a little bit more of an influx of, you know, really solid play callers and, and, uh, and offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators be like, you know what, I'm chilling. Yeah,
4: there's so many good play callers who made a mistake going and being head coaches when really they just just draw up plays. It's cool to just want to draw up plays. That's perfectly fine. It's a different like job. Tur- You're not, you yeah. might not be cut out for the CEO.
1: North Turner was a pretty good OC, he wasn't a great head coach. Yeah, you know, I think that, you know. Arthur can... Smith
4: was a pretty good OC, not a good head coach. Like, it, we've
5: seen. Brandon Staley is not a good head coach. Then he's going to be a great
3: DC. I mean,
1: it was a good DC with the Rams. Uh, he did mean, he, he, he drop way too he soon.
4: He's the greatest yeah. defensive player of all time.
1: But and, I'm saying that yeah, he's Donald.
3: walking into a situation like that in San Francisco, though, JP. He
4: does not have Aaron Donald.
3: I'm saying he's yeah. got a very, very loaded think, defensive line. Yeah,
1: I don't.
5: I don't You've think got that's.
1: Got Nick a fair Bosa, Fred
5: Warner, Fred Warner. Yeah, I'll say that. You
1: know, Dick LeBeau had great defenses too. He had Paul Amalu, He had James Harrison. He had Lamar Woodley. He, like you gotta, it's got to go both ways. Yeah.
4: Not when Dick LeBeau did that for years. That's sustained. Success. And he had great
1: players the entire time.
4: Yeah, but it was sustained, continuous success. Brandon Staley had a good defense for one year. Oh no, I got agree with there. He,
1: he, yeah, he shouldn't have. He shouldn't have got a head coaching offer that soon.
4: It's different. I'm just saying it's different. Sure, but I mm-hmm. if you if you want to give up six yards of carry, then you hire Brandon Staley.
1: Yeah, that that's the big worries. You know, he came to the Chargers, and their defense got worse, specifically their run defense.
4: His entire philosophy is to give up six yards on the ground because well, hey,
5: also, we because give up he doesn't want to give up. Then. Yes, yeah. Well, yeah, and also the Niners really kind of struggled
4: against the run, like they've, in pieces last year. So that would be terrible. They've always they primarily struggled against the run because of personnel issues to me they don't have a true nose tackle they played two three techniques Javon Hargrave is a great they're missing DJ jo- DJ, Jones,
5: they miss DJ Jones
4: they miss DJ Jones they they really need to sign Tire Tart or like a, a true like nose tackle if you're gonna run Brandon Staley's defense you need a real like you need a real nose tackle or Aaron Donald and right. they don't have either of those and also Sorry, I just don't like Brandon Staley. Um, it'd be a weird transition for Nick Bosa going from hand in the dirt for, like, what, five years to, to stand up. up edge. We've never seen Nick Bosa drop into coverage. Not saying it's a good thing, but maybe
5: it'll get him to stop
4: biting on everything. Oh, no, that'll, that'll happen more, because now that he's an edge mm-hmm. defender and a stand-up outside linebacker, he's going to have to drop into coverage. And that puts more like that puts more on the brain. Nick Bosa is a...
0: Honey go Badger get, with a chainsaw. Go, the chain go, keep, ball. go, yeah, go I,
4: get the ball. He's he not, he not a drop back in coverage and read plays. He doesn't read plays. He just goes. Yeah. That's well, why as you we get know, Fred
5: he, Warner. We know he doesn't read plays.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's, what, that's why you get Fred Warner, to make sure that whenever Nick Bosa doesn't read a play, Fred Warner's right there.
3: I love it. Well, we'll leave it there. We have some other stuff we'll get into on next week's show. A lot of offseason content. Uh, we still uh, are going to get to parse through here week over week uh, here on the NFL Super Friends. But um, this was fun. It's a fun exercise. And Evan, do you feel better after all is said and done? I felt feel good. I I mean this
5: sincerely. I woke up the next morning 100% okay. Good. I I literally like said to my best friend, I was like, I don't know if I can feel feelings anymore. Like I just was like I, I was fine, completely fine. Okay. It's been it's been a crazy year, but yeah, I feel I felt completely okay. It's been two weeks and I feel like as if nothing happened. I'm they're already talking the 49ers Twitter's already talking about cutting Trey Greenlaw, cutting Kyle Juice juice check. Like Achilles dog well no let's i should say it's not 49ers twitter it's larry Kruger, who's some idiot shock jock radio guy but i'm just saying like we're already into the psychoticness that is the off season so i'm
4: over it
3: jb how many gallons of water or what, what's your water intake again? how many ounces are you doing up there
4: oh this is uh this is one gallon i'm like half like a quarter i guess a third Rather,
3: is that for the full third. day or is this have you filled this up before today
4: well i was drinking it on and off like this is the second one i think yeah you're going through it man just gotta have a lot of water in the system yeah, i like guess dehydrated yeah i live in florida That's true that humidity like it gets you there you
3: go <laughs> um jp what can the good folks check out from you all across the internet this week
4: Tomorrow, I will ha- I will begin this process of releasing the next wave of NFL draft prospects being compared to characters or things that have nothing to do with football. So be prepared for that it is a continuation of what I did last year. Everybody loved it, so I will be back again. Um, preview, I have compared players to F1 racers, soccer players, and a Mario Kart game. So be on the lookout for that. Outside of that, just see what I'm doing, see what I'm working on on Twitter, getting a lot getting a lot more into the NFL draft stuff, so having some fun.
3: I love it. I love it. JP, or excuse me, Jarrett, what about you, sir?
1: Um, Some quarterback stuff for USA Today. Um, I did something very similar to what JP did in terms of his draft prospects. I did a quarterback list similar to that last year, and I'm actually going to be doing that soon. So uh, last year, I compared Daniel Jones to a ham sandwich. We'll see what I do with him this year. Um. Uh, what else am I doing? YouTube stuff. Uh, I just did, I uh, think, today talking about where I think quarterbacks are going to land. Oh, uh, I thought I had another thing. Yeah, NFL combine coverage next week. That'll be a lot of fun. So follow that on you know, USA Today. Behind the Steel Carton. All, uh, all the places to find me on the internet.
3: Love that. And what about you, Evan? Anything? Evan Swords on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, everywhere else. Oh, you're muted. Yeah,
5: I go team. Uh, go team. Follow, follow Jarrett and JP's and Chase and stuff. Chase. Uh, I feel like everyone should be really just keeping an eye out for all Chase Chase Thomas content just flowing, flowing like a like a river,
3: like the what is it the river of Capistrano uh, from yeah. *Dumb and Dumber*? What is it? Um, the, the, where the beer flows like wine?
5: Yeah, there you go all yeah, i know is like you You just got to be out here giving those five star reviews for chase mm-hmm. and uh you know excited it's uh, glad to glad to see you guys again
3: you too man um and we'll be back next week more nfl all kinds of great nfl content um during the off season it there is no off season when it comes to the nfl and we will be talking about it uh on this very show so jp Jarrett, evan thank you as always my good friends and i will talk to y'all next week